Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another edition of the Nothing But Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my main man, Justin. Justin, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Just having this break winding down, um, and I'm not looking forward to going back to work, but at least <laughs> I have these Bulls games to look forward to. You're right. I, I think everybody would uh, echo those statements of not wanting to go back to work, but <laughs> looking forward to some Bulls games. And we've had a, a lot of Bulls games this past week. Um, it started yeah, with... Makers hate us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it started with coming off of a 10-game road trip to play in New York, which we were able to pull that one out. But then the next night, we still had to play Indiana, and that was pretty much a letdown. Uh, seemed like the guys were tired, had no energy. It's just getting schedule makers hate us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the schedule makers hate us, hate us the refs hate us. Um, I don't <laughs> know why the Bulls would have to play Orlando uh, last night, back around, fly back to Chicago to play another Florida team. Like, what sense does that make? If you're in Florida, like, Orlando to Miami is probably, I want to say, maybe a five-hour trip. But to, ha- to make them fly back to Chicago to play Miami is just just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that, that makes absolutely no sense to me. I thought, you know, it would be Orlando at Orlando and Miami at Miami. Or have them both come to Chicago back-to-back. But not let's play Orlando in Florida and fly back to play Miami in Chicago. That that makes no sense. Yeah, especially when you consider like some teams like they're talking about them getting into meat of their schedule. I feel like the Bulls have been playing the meat of their schedule since the beginning <laughs> of the year. Like there's just been no real break, you know, which is why I look at like lapses like the Indiana game and that game versus Houston. You know, it's like it is what it is when you consider the fact that this team has a bunch of injuries that they've had to overcome, plus the um, the craziness of the road trip out west that they had to deal with. So there, there, were, there was bound to be some hiccups along the way. Yeah, um, man, they Houston lost. Man, the, the people on the Discord were going crazy. Oh, we couldn't beat Houston. We suck and all this, and I'm like. Uh, it's a new team. They're still learning. There's going to be some growing pains. That was just the growing pain. Their, yeah, they they still don't have their full complement of starters either, or right. even bench players. I mean, you think about like what this Bulls team has been without, and what their record is, and how they've competed against like the top teams in the NBA thus far. I, I think the good thing that we all need to be happy about. We all need to be thankful for it. Right. I mean, we're currently with 13 and 7, second place in the Eastern Conference. And people were just acting like that one loss was the end of the world. And I still think we would have won that game if they didn't give that crazy offensive foul call against Lonzo Ball. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I wish it was just <laughs> one particular play that you could go to um, that describes, like, you know, why that the Bulls lost that game. Like, there was just it, – it just becomes, like, a never-ending story with the Bulls and being able to get foul calls. I mean, which who were they playing against when – I think they shot, like, 30-something free throws. Was that the New York game? Um, I want to say that was maybe Portland. Portland? I don't think it was New York. In I thought New York had like a crazy amount of free throws that they were shooting that was keeping them in the game. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember which team that was against. Yeah, I feel like that was that game. Let me um, let me just go back just for a second. But yeah, like it's it's been a never-ending story of just, and I understand like, um, um, Billy Donovan, he's grown tired of, you know, guys complaining about not getting foul calls, but when you're on the out there on the court and you're actually getting hammered as you're going to the line. Or, or trying to get towards going to the line, even off ball. Like, it's just amazing to me the amount of calls that this team is not getting. And I realize, you know, the Bulls have kind of come out of nowhere for a lot of people, including the refs. So, like, you can't expect to, um, to get calls every single night. But, you know, it's just, it's just been crazy the amount of, of times that this team is not – gotten calls even when they're playing at homes still not getting calls right um yeah so portland had made 27 of 28 free throws that game 27 28 how many did we shoot uh we shot 20 16 to 20 there was some game where like the free throw disparity was just incredible i can't think of it right now but it was like, man, it seems like every single time that, like, that team, like, the like the team was just getting treated like, you know. No, it was the next game it, or, originally before, like, um, the Bulls. Oh, the first up. one. What's up? The first Knicks game. I don't know if it was the first Knicks game. I think it was – I thought it was this past Knicks game where, like, until the Bulls actually started pulling away, like, it just seemed like the Knicks just kept going to the line time after time. I mean, it might have been. <laughs> These refs have been ridiculous against us pretty much every game, so it wouldn't surprise me. Because I remember sending you a text out, like, saying, is this the Knicks from, like, the uh, the Ewing Knicks, where they're getting <laughs> all of these uh, fouls called in, on, in their way? I was pretty sure it was the, the Knicks. I don't know. It's just been a kind of a blur with um, what's been going on with this team and really just not getting the respect I think that they should be getting um, as they're going to the line, especially for a guy like Zach uh, Dean, who is, you know, you're just coming off of that Olympic win. He is quick to the basket, very twitchy. Uh, guys have a hard time keeping up with him when he's on, in full attack mode heading towards the rim. So there, there's no reason why 
Levine's not getting the um, the calls that he deserves. Yeah, I definitely agree. It seems like the only player that can get to the line is uh, DeMar DeRozan. That brought him here. Yeah, but he's been nothing short of terrible. I don't know what anybody else but um, that guy's awful. Like, I, I don't understand why we gave him so much money. He's got to be the worst signing in the history of free agent <laughs> signing for the Chicago Bulls. Quite honestly. <laughs> he, he doesn't pass. He's inefficient. Uh, can't shoot. Um, terrible teammate. <laughs> a- anything else that people were saying <laughs> after the Bulls brought him in? <laughs> Before um, he made them eat their words. <laughs> yeah, DeMar has been a revelation for this team. Um, it's nice, actually, be, being able to, like, watch Levine just score at ease. Um, barely, like, hit, like, his shooting numbers, as far as, like, the amount of field goals he's taking, has dropped a good amount. But the fact that he's still on par with what he was doing from last year, with a bum um, hand injury, like, been pretty amazing. It just shows you the impact that that the, that the Rosen signing has had on them thus far. Yeah, um, I think they're what um, four and five top ten scores. Yeah, something like that. I mean, not to take anything away from what Caruso has been bringing in ball because their defense has just been out of this world. I I don't know if I've ever seen um, a team that has defenders that can just cover up so many mistakes and just totally take over a game without really having to score. Like, I, it just, like, it's, I remember, like, um, Stacey King, he was talking about it looked like they were, like, for Caruso's out there, and that's that's how I feel every single time <laughs> the team is on the floor. I feel like they're playing with an extra man. Yeah, um, t- Alex Caruso leads the league in steals currently. Uh, <laughs> Alonzo, he, he he's I think tied for number six. So both of them, their defense has been an elite tool that the Bulls have had and that's why we've won so many games. Yeah, um, and Caruso is not shooting the ball very well. It, it's not like he's been terribly efficient um, scoring from from outside. Um, and even like, he hasn't been the greatest with initiating the offense recently, but just the defense, like his intensity is just off the charts. Um you know, I, I look at, like, him, and I'm like, it makes me wonder why more players can't not have necessarily his defensive instincts, but just be better uh, overall defenders than what they are. Because um, I remember my dad, he played um, played college basketball and uh, was a really good player. And he would always tell me, you know, the same – athletic ability that makes you a good score is the same athletic ability that you use playing defense like it's not like in football where you can't ask a center to be a wide receiver like that's that's not going to work but um you know it's 
I, I look at a lot of guys out there who have higher skill sets, and I, I often wonder, you guys have the athletic ability. Why, why aren't you putting forth more effort? And I remember in the beginning of the year, uh, Caruso said it's really about preparation and uh, attention to detail and effort. And um, it's amazing how their their impact has carried over to other guys. I don't remember at any time over the course of last year or even like in Bulls' recent history where I've seen so many guys who are fighting over screens and being successful at it. I, I always remember like guys getting hung up on a screen, especially Kobe out there fighting over screens, which is something he never did last year. And and really like just going out there and competing. Uh, not to say that he didn't do that, but you know, it's just just carried over and have kind of set the tone for this this team so far this year. Yeah, um, you know, like Stacy King has alluded to on the broadcast, um nobody wants to be, you know, singled out as like the, the guy that's letting the other team score on them. Because um, you see how Lonzo and Caruso play defense, so the other players are giving their best on defense because they don't want to be that weak link. So it's pretty refreshing to see that it really just comes down to effort with defense, and once you get guys that come in and give that effort, it becomes contagious to the rest of the team. Yeah, and you see, like, now uh, with having, in my opinion, having, like, a um, defensive-minded head coach, because Donovan has been pretty solid working his defensive um, strategies, even with the the lackluster effort that was given last year. The Bulls were pretty good from a defensive standpoint. Hard time being able to um, perform, to me, like, the simplest task of, not fouling a three-point shooter. Um, but, like, you don't see, like, those little those little things that, like, winning teams uh, don't do as far as from a defensive effort, a defensive standpoint. You don't see the Bulls falling into, like, this malaise or just, you know, losing track of their – they're really uh, buying in uh, to what Donovan, I'm sure, has – Dressing since he got there, but it's just you know having those extra guys out there on the court, um, showing that effort, makes the coach's words uh, hit a little hit a little harder. Right, and then the Bulls are currently ranked fifth in defense. Um, we're thirteen in offense, but I think that came from uh, missing boots for those seven games. We're thirteenth in offense. Yeah. That's pretty surprising, you know, because, like, I don't know. To me, like, this Bulls team, like, you know, they've been hammering some teams, but I don't feel like they're anywhere close to being what they can be from an offensive standpoint. Nope. Like I said, I think the dip in um, our offensive rating came from missing Vooch for those seven games. We have Vooch back. Um, Kobe's back now. And he's starting to get back into the groove of we saw him light the magic up, drop 20 on him in, I think, maybe 19 minutes. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember him playing a long time out there. 
I mean, you know, uh, Demar had twenty three, Zach had twenty one, Kobe had twenty. So I think a lot more nights like that are going to be in the future for the Bulls this season. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's pretty refreshing when you also look at the standpoint of, you know, uh, P. Will was like supposed to be like maybe our third, more than likely our third score, you know, or for him to make the leap into being like the third most reliable scorer on the team. He's nowhere to be found. We like we'll, we'll probably get him back sometime in um, you said like. Was it March or April? Um, February is the earliest. Okay. So we have that to look forward to. Um, Zach is not healthy with his hand. Um, and it shows whenever he's trying to dribble. Like, it just doesn't fe- seem like he has like a full grasp of like his ball handling and the security keeping um, that dribble alive. Even though he hasn't like been overly turnover prone. But, um, you know, you can see, like, he doesn't have, like, you know, his full complement of tools so far. Right. And like you mentioned with uh, Kobe coming back and, you know, people take for granted, the dude hasn't played in six months. So, like, we're just – we're only going to see, like, little tidbits of him moving forward. Um, we shouldn't expect it to come back in a flash. But it'll probably be, like, another month maybe a month and a half before he's close to being settled into um, not only like his scoring instinct, but just being settled into the role that he's, he's going to be in. Yeah. And we saw um, Caruso start making some shots the last couple games and people kind of forget he's been playing through a um, wrist contusion since, oh, no, s- since the Lakers that. game. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, he said they're risking two. In LA, he missed one game because of it, and but he's playing through it. <laughs> so he started knocking down a couple shots. Yeah, it's just amazing um, that you're you're really getting a chance to see like with him and Lonzo there. It's like guys on the perimeter just don't have a chance. And even guys uh, who were trying to make their post moves, like you know, we were we were trying, we were just going back to that LA game. Like we remember how um, how it, it just seemed like annoyed uh, Anthony Davis was whenever he was putting the ball on the on the floor. It just seemed like there were people surrounding him, getting on his in his face, getting in his face. And um, we, we've been able to take away uh, the game of a lot of very good. Um, to great post players, so that's that's encouraging to see. It's not even having an effect, not just having an effect on the perimeter players, but those guys who like to score down low too. Yeah, uh, Anthony Davis was so um, irritated that game. He he took an early shower, got himself tossed. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Even though I think he had like a legitimate, because <laughs> he was like trying to get back on the court with. And the shoe was was not on, and like they still kept playing, even when clearly he wasn't ready to get back on the court just as of yet. But they were like just trying to play on, so it was. Um, he might have had a legitimate gripe right there, but you know they were making life pretty difficult for him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I 
I think he he just needed to put a shoe on as fast as he could and suck it up because <laughs> our our players lost their shoes like three times that game and nobody complained. Hey, hold the guys up so I can put my shoe back on. They just ran down the shoe on. Derek, with no sympathy. No <laughs> like no, because <laughs> it happened to us three times the same game. Nobody complained. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's part of superstar treatment, Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah, well, he's been playing like not, not even close to being a superstar. Like I've never been an Anthony Davis fan, really. Um, and I guess I was alone because I I know a lot of people were like when he was a free agent, people wanting him to come to Chicago. But I've always looked at his game and been like. Man, if you played in a different era, I don't know how good you would be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, like, the great power forwards that have come through the NBA just in the past, what, 15 years? I say. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, yeah, we we play the Miami Heat tonight. No, the Miami Heat play us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yep, Miami Heat play us. <laughs> they are coming to Chicago. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see um, how Butler is gonna do um, with having Ball and Caruso being thrown at him. I think that's gonna be an interesting matchup to watch yeah um i don't know the heat play a lot of zone defense and the bulls have like struggled against the zone so it's gonna be interesting to see how billy is going to adjust to that tonight well i think a lot of people were playing zone with the against the um bulls a lot because they didn't have any low post threat in the middle where they could actually attack that zone. Um, And I think this goes back to how important it was for the Bulls to find someone who could solidify that point guard position and being able to recognize what the defense is is trying to match up against them. Um, And, you know, Ball has been tremendous with recognizing that and also trying to push the pace Um, because you have that, that a Heat team, um, they're opportunistic when it comes to defense, but they shoot a lot of threes. And if the Bulls can kind of like limit that and keep them to taking like highly contested three-point shots, that's going to lead to more opportunities for them to run in the fast break. Yeah, we're going to kind of keep our buddy, oh, buddy Jimmy Butler out on the the three-point line where he's not too comfortable. Yeah, keep him out of the post. Um, keep him from getting to a spot. I mean, that's – I mean, it's nice to say those things. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, I don't think anybody uh, takes for granted just how good of a player Butler is. And he always gives the, the Bulls um, some struggles, although they haven't really had defenders like Caruso and Ball in the past. Um, I think it's also going to be interesting – to see how they fare up against 
dare I say, Duncan Robinson. <laughs> because he always killed us in the past. I don't know why or how that is the case, but he usually puts up pretty good numbers against us. Uh, we're going to see tonight. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, you know, he hopefully he's been on the scouting report now, so you know, everybody knows hey, don't let him shoot. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully, we'll have to see. I mean, but he, he kills us all the time. I don't know why. I mean, he's slow footed, um, <laughs> not athletic at all. He's not a quick release three point shooter. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I, the game plan like between him and um, Tyler, Tyler Hero should be don't let the tall white guy shoot threes. <laughs> yeah, you see the white guy on the floor, which is <laughs> funny um, because like I've been I because I'm in South Florida, I can uh, watch the Heat play basketball a good amount. And it's interesting when some of the announcers um, mix up Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. <laughs> That's not the dude that you're talking about. <laughs> the other white guy. But, uh, yeah, Hero's been, Hero's been falling out of his mind this year. Yeah. So. Hoping that's, you know, that's how Kobe comes along where he's like instant offense off the bench like Tyler Hero's been for the Heat. Yeah, I think as long as you have to make those guys play defense and make them get tired, like that has to be something that the Bulls address. Like whoever is um whoever like Robinson is guarding or whoever Hero is guarding, like you have to attack that. Yeah, um Who's Duncan Robinson? A small forward? Would he be guarding Damar? He they, plays they, like small forward, like in some power forward in some small ball lineups. It's like they they could definitely run him a ragged, <laughs> so he doesn't have any lift on those jumpers. Yeah, definitely attack him, and just keep making him move around. Uh, uh, Think that's there's a good chance of us actually being able to do that. Yep. But even with like as good as the Bulls have been playing, I still see them making some future signings. Like, have you heard anything recently about anything like as far as rumors or? No, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> Like I know, absolutely like, nothing. You're gonna hate me for saying this, but um, there's a guy who's been doing pretty good since his coach got <laughs> fired. I knew where that was headed. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin Bagley the third. <laughs> yes, been playing pretty good. I admit he has been playing. Uh, pretty good since you know Luke Walton was let go, and they've been winning. So, 
they beat the Lakers in triple overtime last night. Yeah, but I mean, if you can be like the number three uh, team in California, I guess. <laughs> Something to be said about that. <laughs> Not really, but. <laughs> but, you know, my thing is like in the NBA, it's really about like either finding talent early in the draft or finding talent that teams have kind of given up on and pouncing while they're on a, a very friendly, cheap contract. Um, and, you know, you could say that, like, the uh, a big part of how this Bulls team has been put together is in following that same those same thoughts. Like, nobody really was expecting Levine to to be the player that he is now. Um, or, you know, really with um, uh, who else? I was thinking of somebody else, but it just, oh yeah, with Ball. Like, you know, they had just pretty much given up on Ball as far as him being like a top level point guard that could could um, direct your team. So <laughs> those are just my crazy. Thoughts. It's just still crazy. We got Lonzo Ball for um, Tomas Stadaransky and Garrett Temple. Yeah, two guys that aren't in the rotation on a terrible Pelicans team. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Like, I think that they should be fined for <laughs> being derelict of duty. Um, like, that shouldn't be there shouldn't be a fine on the Bulls as far as doing what they did, like, the Pelicans should be fine on that for just bad management. <laughs> hey, I'm saying you were trying to tank. We know what you were doing. <laughs> fine. Yeah. Yes. That is really what happened. <laughs> I mean, there's Good. no other explanation, really. Like, I don't Why? even know. Who is, the, like, the Pelicans, like, starting point guard? That is a very good. Like, I who have did no they give answer up? to? I think his last name is Graham or something like that. Um, Devonte Graham is their point guard. I thought he was a shooting guard. Yeah, I don't think that he's a point guard, but um, I think that that's who is the starting point guard for them. I want to wow. say, <laughs> wow. <laughs> So, yeah, like that the Bulls should be penalized for making smart decisions. Like, I, I don't understand how that works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the league sees this. You got Lonzo Ball for these two bums, so you had them tampered. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. And as we said before, schedule makers hate us because nothing is easy. <laughs> we got Miami tonight. We've got Charlotte on Monday. Uh, ball versus ball. 
That's gonna be crazy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. After that, we have New York again, and then Brooklyn. I'm not as worried about that Brooklyn game as um, I was at the beginning of the year. Um, and I know Brooklyn, like, you know, I know what their record is, but um, that team does not scare me at all. Like, it's just really like, even with having Harden on that team, it's just Duran and a bunch of dudes. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I just I don't see anything about that team that is really scary. About um, Kyrie Irving, they they're not the same. Everybody was picking to make the finals in the East. Yeah, I mean, no Kyrie Irving. Um, Harden does not look like he has committed to like fully being in shape. Uh, like he it it seems like it's a half commitment but you know he has not been like setting the world on fire with his his recent offensive um, games like I haven't been overly impressed by anything that he's done so far this year he's had a couple games but he's had some games against terrible teams (laughs) nowhere near the uh, what you expect from James Harden yeah, like they play um, Phoenix tonight, and Phoenix from last year—I don't know about this year what their defensive rating is—but I know from last year, Phoenix was one of the the better defensive teams. It it's going to be interesting to me tonight to see what kind of game um, Harden has, um, because you know that's one of the teams I remember from last year that when he was on the court, like they did not back down from playing against him. Um, so I, that's going to be kind of curious to watch tonight. Yeah, and the Suns are on a 15-game winning streak. They are? Yeah. Good grief. <laughs> they dropped, I think, their first oh, – they're on a 16-game. They they dropped their first three, and then they've won every Everything. other game since then. <laughs> yeah, they're 16-3. And they haven't had any, like, legitimate, like, Moves that they've made recently, right? Nope. Well, yeah. Let's <laughs> have their work cut out for them with that one. Yeah, I think so. But see, like, you know, I another reason why I'm like, I'm interested to see and in what the Bulls do moving forward because there, to me, there is not a team that is like, hands down the like the legitimate team that is going to win the championship this year. I think this is the year where you you might as well like go all in. Um especially being in the east like I don't I don't I don't I mean I didn't I, I thought that Milwaukee had a chance last year. I didn't expect them to win at all. But um I don't look at Milwaukee like they they look like they've kind of been depleted recently. And I think if the Bulls were able to make another move, like they'd be able to um, to get a- ahead of a lot of these other teams who uh, people at the beginning of the year said would hands down run away with the championship this year. 
or or at least a um, championship contender. Right. Um, <laughs> and this kind of blew my mind the other day. The Golden State Warriors, who was like hit two losses, their championship has shot up as the Lakers. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, right. how? <laughs> how do the Lakers still have this high chance of winning a championship this year? Where did you read that from? <laughs> There's it, no way that's possible. It, yeah, I mean, I can't believe it. Like, what? You guys still have the Lakers ranked up as one of the teams that are going to win the championship? Okay, so... I'm to believe that the Warriors without Clay playing Ooh, only a lost game two games. <laughs> no Wiseman. Um and they have another Ford who is like supposed to be like a top rated defensive specialist coming out of college. Like um yeah, like he like all three of those guys who can have a, a pretty good impact on the Warriors future moving forward like they have the same chances as LA who is who they're waiting to get um what's that uh Trevor Ariza back like that's going to be <laughs> the uh, big thing that propels the Lakers season forward like I don't see that as possible right I'm like the two the Lakers are 10 and 11 like they're under 500 I don't understand. And, like this. Said, they just lost to Sacramento. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that. I don't know who wrote that. I don't know. That, I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> That's just crazy talk. It's absolutely crazy talk. I'm like, well, if the Lakers, we should have that same chance then. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, what is that based off of? Like, no, no, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, I feel bad. Like, I do feel bad for Russell Westbrook because, like, LeBron and AD are pretty much grandfathered in. Like, if their season doesn't work the way they wanted it or where other people thought that it would be, it's going to put be put purely on um, Westbrook's shoulders. Like, he's going to be the fall guy, and everybody's going to be like, you're the reason why we didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish. When in reality, they're just old, and they weren't that good last year. And they were the only team that wanted to be in the uh, bubble championship in the first place. So, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was LeBron who brought Westbrook there. Um, everybody said before the season started that that was not a good fit. Um, the Lakers either were going after Buddy Hield or Westbrook, and LeBron chose Westbrook. When in fact, Buddy Hield would have been a much better match. Yeah, like I liked um, I like some of the signings that they had. Like when they got Kendrick Nunn, um. I was like, because, you know, I've seen him play in Miami. Um, yeah. Pretty decent player. But, um, yeah, them not getting 
Buddy Heald when with a team that needs shooting, when you have a bunch of guys who rely on having the ball in their hands and um, being able to pass out of double teams, like that's been what LeBron has wanted his entire career. It's just, hey, surround me with shooters or with a, a big man uh, to take the, the load off my pressure, like the load off of me. Like I, I don't understand the whole entire concept of bringing in Westbrook who really flourishes when he has the ball in his hand. And who's not a good shooter. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to, like, say anything bad about Westbrook because, like, to me, going back to that one game, and I know this might sound crazy, but going back to that one game where he played with a dent in his head, like, (laughs) that solidified to me that I was always going to love Westbrook, no matter what. (laughs) He played with a dent in his head. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) No, like, there is no way that you were going to get me to say anything bad about Russell Westbrook. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying anything bad. It's just the fact he's not a good shooter. No, he's not a good shooter, but he's, like, given the right situation with, like, a team that runs, he could still be effective is what I'm trying to, to say. And he's not having a bad year this year, despite, like, what everybody's been saying, like, Still having a pretty good year. Yeah. Like turnovers have been an issue early on, but not necessarily uh recently. And his per is still still pretty high. So I know people don't like really look into per, but like uh, to me, like when you're talking about championship level teams, if you have like three guys who are averaging like twenty and above with their per, like you're gonna be or at least you should be, um, like, one of the few top teams in the NBA. Right. Let's see. Um, Yeah, we're breaking out the uh, new city jerseys tonight. What do those look like? Uh, The red. The red. They have the old Chicago... Um, cursive across in white, uh, white and black piping on the side, and the championship ears are printed and go towards the bottom of the jersey in the left hand corner. And you said these are new jerseys, yeah. Our, our new city jersey well, mixtape edition for the 75th anniversary is combined. Um, Combining a few elements of past Bulls jerseys, I know the shorts and have the bull and the triangle on the side with pinstripe. Oh, I gotta check that out. So you're breaking those out tonight against Miami. Um, the win when we broke out the statement edition jerseys this year, so. Hopefully, we're going to continue that trend of breaking out a jersey and winning that game. Well, yeah, you got to win a game whenever you're breaking out something new, especially <laughs> a jersey. That's why I was like, I was like really upset when they lost that game against the um, the um, Knicks when they were honoring um, Joe um, Noah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. 
you know, when we got our win back on the Knicks, uh, Joe King was in the building as well as Tony Kukoc. That's true. And it was Joe King, Noah Bobblehead night, so <laughs> they made up for it. Yeah. Does anybody give any final thoughts before we get out of here? You got to bring in Bagley. <laughs> I I know, like you 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 think, I'm but crazy, for but what? If the Bulls are able to get him for like little to nothing, having like a big that can come in off the bench and legitimately score, pairing him with like someone like um. White, like that would be to me something that would take them over the, the top. I just want to know what are we going to give up for Bagley? He's a former first round pick, number two overall. They're, they're not going to want to give him away for cheap. That's why they should have made this thing happen a while ago. <laughs> you got to find a way to make it happen. <laughs> I'm speaking it into truth. Like we <laughs> firing garb packs into truth. So <laughs> let's work on that. You and me will start a revolution. Of getting Bagley to the Bulls. Yes, there you go. <laughs> See, the more the better it sounds. <laughs> like I, mean. I do. I, I, I've seen a lot of people say that we should trade for Bagley. No, Nobody I don't really who. offers up what <laughs> we're going to trade. But they say we should trade for Bagley. Well, let me ask you this. If the Bulls, like the Bulls have an extra first round draft pick if they come off clean from this whole entire um, tampering charge, wouldn't they? Yeah. So... What about that? And a um, player to be named. You can give up a pick and it's a player to be named. <laughs> uh, I mean, who would they want? Maybe Marco? I don't know if they would want Marco. I mean, he's not in the rotation. He's barely gotten in garbage time, and they keep sending him right back down to the G League. I'm not sure they want to take a chance on Marco. A big with upside? Come on. <laughs> this is Maybe. Exactly Sacramento would make. <laughs> Get into existence, <laughs> Marco, and a first round pick <laughs> for Marvin Bagley. I, I just don't know. Come on, if you believe it. <laughs> Again, I'm not even sure if I won Bagley. <laughs> hey. I, I I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Last game off the bench, you score 14 and 7 in like 16 or 17 minutes. Okay, we could use that. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially with uh, how Derrick Jones Jr. fouled out in <laughs> 10 minutes later. How did minutes. that even happen? I don't know. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, And we were playing Orlando of all teams. Like, It's not like he was going up against some top-level talent. Um, I, I, I just remember he he got that last foul and he's going to the bench, and Stacy's like, "Oh, he's got four fouls. They got to sit him." And they're like, "Wait, no, he, he they they said he fouled out." I'm like, "Wait, what? What happened?" Yeah, I was confused for like three minutes because I was like, I didn't quite hear um, anybody say anything um, besides what Stacy said. Because like there's there's volume like I have like a bootleg way of watching the game, but I can watch all of the games that I want. Um, but I have to watch it like off of my device, and you know because I'm poor and I can't afford to buy the league. The league pass is like fifty percent off right now for anybody who's interested. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. He said that he had four fouls. And then the sound went out. But then I didn't see him come back in the game. I was like, what happened to him? Like, like oh, he fouled out. <laughs> I'm like, did they like, just give him two extra fouls? Because I don't remember him committing six fouls in ten minutes. Neither do I. That's the funny thing. I remember, like, Caruso. It seemed like Caruso had a bunch of fouls, even though, like, Ended up with like what four? Yeah, it just seemed like I heard Caruso's name called a good amount throughout the game, but I barely remember hearing um, uh, Derek Jones's uh, name called at all. So that's what was like kind of confusing me. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> do I tell the people where they can? At he said what sports? You can follow me at Young Jordan, and you can follow the podcast's Twitter, Bull Nothing, N O T H I N. And, you know, until the next time, and Justin still tries to convince me we need Marvin Bagley. <laughs> We're going to leave this with Go Bulls. Go Bulls, got to have them. <laughs>